And just like that, the blueberry season draws to a close, and with it, the fullness of the summer garden peaks. Welcome to the Nature of Phenology, where we share the cycles and seasons of the outdoors. I'm your host, Hazel Stark. While Maine doesn't boast the longest or most intense summer season, we sure do have a pleasing variety of outdoor recreational opportunities that satisfy, regardless of the weather. Chilly morning? Hike a mountain to warm up. Hot and humid? Head to a lake or ocean beach to cool off on a swim. Warm and still? Head out for a mellow paddle by canoe or kayak and take in the sights you wouldn't normally see on foot. Right now, a freshwater paddle in shallow water may reward you with a glimpse of the flowers of a unique and useful plant, arrowhead. As the purple pickerelweed flowers fade along pond and river edges, you can seek spikes of scarlet red cardinal flowers in the same areas, and the white three-petaled flowers of arrowhead. The three petals of arrowhead flowers reveal its taxonomic place as a monocot. For those of you who haven't brushed up on your high school or college botany lessons recently, here's a primer on monocots versus dicots. Flowering plants, those that aren't mosses, ferns, or conifers, for example, can be grouped into one of two categories, the monocots, which have flower parts in multiples of three, and the dicots, which have flower parts in multiples of four or five. Here's a quiz. Picture the six petals of a lily or an orchid versus the five petals of a pansy or wild strawberry. Which are monocots and which are the dicots? Pansies and strawberries are dicots and lilies and orchids are monocots. Leaves also provide a clue about the category. Monocots have parallel veins like in grasses and dicots have netting veins like you've seen on lettuce or spinach. These categories are named based on the number of cotyledons, or embryonic leaves, each member has. Picture a freshly germinated bean plant. You'll first see two tiny leaves open before the regular bean leaves start to grow. These two leaves are what helped protect the seed within. Di means two, and cot is short for cotyledon, which are those tiny first leaves. I bet you can figure out what monocot means. Why does this paddle through the weeds of botanical jargon matter? Well, if you're trying to identify a plant just for fun or perhaps because you want to learn what species you can eat, it's going to be a much easier journey for you if you can quickly put a plant you see into a category that greatly narrows down the possibilities of what it could be. So, back to my favorite August monocot, arrowhead. Look for a plant up to four feet tall growing in the water that has arrowhead-shaped leaves with parallel veins and flowers on tall stalks above the water with three white petals. Arrowhead, known scientifically as Sagittaria latifolia, has many other common names, including wapato and duck potato, which refer to its historic use as a choice wild edible. The tubers that grow in muddy underwater soils are edible when roasted or boiled, and have a texture like a potato, but a flavor of a water chestnut. They taste even better when peeled. Arrowhead tubers can be harvested with a stick or your feet poking around in the mud, since once they're freed, they float to the surface. These starch-rich gems have been an extremely valuable food source to indigenous people across much of North America, from Alaska to Newfoundland and down all the way to Texas. Even beavers, muskrats, and porcupines treat the whole plant as a delicacy, so much so that some indigenous populations were known to collect the tubers from within the pantries of muskrat homes. So the next time you're outside, consider going on a paddling scavenger hunt for arrowhead. 
Keep in mind that correct plant identification and sustainable harvesting practices are critical components of any foraging foray to ensure not only your health, but also the health of the species you're after. And arrowhead tubers are best to harvest in the fall or early spring when the flowers are not in their full glory, so now's really the best time to simply discover where they grow near you and enjoy their beauty. You can download this episode and find a link to the transcript, photos, information about podcasting, and more by visiting archives.weru.org. Always feel free to reach out with a nature question or observation that we could feature in our show. Thanks for listening, and please join us next week for another dive into the nature of phenology. Phenology.